0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, August 9th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. For Democrats, a Chinese puzzle. USMCA work continues during recess and China still buying ag products as of August 1st. Democrats, be tough on China, just not that way. China's turning out to be a tough issue for Democratic candidates. On one hand, they say the U.S. should be tough on China to stop the outsourcing of jobs and theft of American technology. But they're not necessarily providing a clear path forward beyond decrying Trump's use of tariffs as leverage. Campaigning at the Iowa State Fair yesterday, former Vice President Joe Biden repeated the common Democratic theme that Trump needs to do a better job of enlisting allies against China. Biden told reporters, unless we are in fact able to unite the world in taking on China, they're going to get the rules of the road. But how? The 12-nation Trans-Pacific Partnership negotiated by the Obama administration was designed to do just what Biden is calling for, isolate China economically. The problem for Biden is he's trying to appeal to his party's left and no longer supports the TPP as written. Trump withdrew the U.S. from the deal. Montana Governor Steve Bullock, who also was at the fair yesterday, had the same solution for China as Biden. Work with allies. What's next? Well, most of Biden's challengers will be at the fair starting today through the rest of the weekend. USMCA work continues during recess. Most lawmakers are out of Washington for their August recess, but that doesn't mean work on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement has halted. U.S. Trade Representative still working with staff at the House Ways and Means Committee on addressing lawmakers' demands for changes to the pact. Staff from USTR and our committee staff have engaged back and forth on the matter, a USTR spokeswoman told AgriPulse. Even though members aren't in Washington, they remain engaged as well and regularly are in touch with committee staff. Meanwhile, USMCA proponents like Senate Finance Committee Chair Chuck Grassley are keeping up the pressure for progress in the House where the PAC needs to be approved first. China ag imports still flowing as of August 1. China sparked waves of concern this week after the country reversed its decision to exempt some imports from tariffs on U.S. soybeans as of August 3rd. But Chinese importers were still buying in the week of July 26th through August 1st, according to new USDA data. For soybeans, USDA reported net sales of 126,200 metric tons of soy to China and exports of 516,200 metric tons. For sorghum, USDA says there were net sales of 25,000 metric tons. USDA also reported net sales of 1,400 metric tons of pork to China and exports of 8,600 metric tons. U.S. tomato demands on Mexico seen threatening trade. The U.S. needs to drop its demand that Mexican tomatoes need to be subject to quality inspections at the border or the repercussions could be severe, says Jesus Sade, Mexico's top North American negotiator. This measure is totally unacceptable for the Mexican government since it constitutes a clear technical obstacle to trade, Sade said in a series of tweets. Accepting it would cause a logistic and customs collapse and the flow of bilateral trade severely affecting the value chains of both countries. The Trump administration allowed the U.S.-Mexico tomato suspension agreement, a deal to keep tariffs off the Mexican fruit, expire in May. But the negotiations between the two countries for a new pact have continued. IPCC report says solutions to climate change need to come quickly. Sustainable land management practices and cutting food waste are two solutions to the growing threat of global climate change, a new report from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change says. Other options yielding medium to large benefits in the fight against climate change include increasing food productivity and soil organic carbon content, dietary changes, and reduced post-harvest losses. But solutions need to be implemented quickly, the IPCC report says, because as the impacts of climate change worsen, the potential for some land management options decreases. For example, climate alters the sink capacity for soil and vegetation carbon sequestration, reducing the potential for increased soil organic carbon. Worldwide, the report says agriculture, forestry, and other types of land use account for 23% of human greenhouse gas emissions. In the U.S., agriculture is responsible for about 9% of greenhouse gases, according to an inventory from EPA. EPA, no Prop 65 cancer warnings allowed on glyphosate products. EPA has told pesticide registrants it won't allow them to label glyphosate-based products with warnings saying the chemical, the active ingredient at Roundup, is carcinogenic. It is irresponsible to require labels on products that are inaccurate when EPA knows the product does not pose a cancer risk. That's the word of EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler. California's Proposition 65 law required the warning label two years ago, but a federal judge called it factually inaccurate and controversial in a decision that stopped California from implementing the requirement. Roundup Register Bayer called EPA's announcement fully consistent with the science-based conclusions reached by the agency and leading health regulators worldwide for more than four decades that glyphosate-based herbicides can be used safely as labeled and that glyphosate is not carcinogenic. California based its Prop 65 determination on the International Agency for Research on Cancer 2015 conclusion that glyphosate is probably a human carcinogen. Higher corn prices oversupply push ethanol plants to slow production. Some ethanol plants are pressing pause on production or even shutting down as higher corn prices and too much product are pushing operating margins to multi-year lows. According to an Energy Information Administration report released yesterday, margins at corn-based ethanol plants were near zero in June and July operating margins averaging 3.5 cents a gallon through the first half of 2019, Iowa, the nation's largest ethanol producing state, saw operating margins fall as corn prices increased 15% from an average of 357 in May to 420 a bushel in June, the highest price since June 2016. Potential lower harvest yields and Midwest flooding in the spring drove up the price. Slower domestic and global growth also has kept ethanol prices low. Prices in Iowa averaged $1.28 a gallon in the first six months of 2019, 10 cents lower than the same period just one year ago. States, groups, seek reversal of EPA chlorpyrifos' decision. Six states and a coalition of environmental farm worker and other groups are suing EPA to reverse the agency's decision allowing continued use of chlorpyrifos. California, New York, Vermont, Maryland, Washington, and Massachusetts filed suit in the Ninth Circuit, alleging EPA did not meet a requirement of the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act to ensure the product is safe. Instead, EPA flipped the requirement, saying that groups petitioning the agency to halt use of the product must prove it is unsafe. Those groups, the Natural Resources Defense Council, the Pesticide Action Network, among a separate coalition who also sued the agency on Wednesday of this week. Here's today's He Said It. I've been honest about my initial skepticism of President Trump's plan to renegotiate NAFTA. However, USMCA will be a victory for Iowa, for rural America, and the entire nation. That's Senate Finance Committee Chair Chuck Grassley of Iowa. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, August 9th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.